Welcome to 2021. Soul Dynasty preview, team Welcome preview. A year of 2021. Yeah, this is a yeah. Um, Three months too late. It's we're deep in 20. It's uh, we're yeah we're actually um, quarter of the way through. Uh, I mean no, a sixth no. of the way through, because we're at the beginning of the third month. We've completed two mm. out of twelve months. We're not at the first quarter mm. yet. The first what? No, that's quarter? after third month. Well, we're in the in like first a couple quarter, of days, I guess. Okay, doesn't doesn't matter. Anyway, we've got Jaws. <laughs> Jaws is joining us here. Uh, his name's Jack. Um, Hi. He's uh, a professional raft player. He plays raft. Yeah, professional raft don't. player. Yeah, and uh, he's joining One us here two. for this Soul Dynasty. Basically, because Matt's got a, a job now that he's yeah. he's too busy. He's like, oh, I just I'm you know I'm uh, he's too guys, cool for us. Just grab yeah. anybody, and so we were like, okay, we'll grab <laughs> we'll grab Jack. You got yeah, you got like two hours. Draws to like prepare for this episode. How ready do you feel to do team previews right now? Uh, it's really interesting because every time we get dragged into do plat chat, it's either within the two hour time frame or <laughs> two minute time frame. So you know, preparation a little bit varied. I was actually planning on streaming right now and actually eating food, but you know, no, you not doing that. Do that. Actually helping my Sorry friends. We can do the team preview instead. You and yeah, Kurt yeah. can split the ad revenue. That'll yeah. provide oh, that you nourishment. Do <laughs> also got a hat in. Remember that hat that oh, uh, Avast yeah. was talking about? The himbo wow. Oh, the himbo hat? So Avast ordered this, and I thought, well, I don't have my own personality, so I'm just going to copy his. <laughs> and I ordered my own hat. Um, it's worked out for you this far. I like the way that your bleach blonde hair sticks out from underneath your himbo hat. Mm -hmm. It's very thematically fitting. There you go. My own little himbo hat. And now we can get started with this episode, Soul Dynasty. Mm. It's a team. They've made a couple of changes, haven't they? When I say a couple of changes. I was looking at this roster, and there's one player on here who has been part of this team for a long time. Not the longest mm -hmm. of times, but pretty long. Yeah. And it's Fitz. Fitz has been on this team since the end of 2018. Yeah, yeah he's been on it for that quite is, a while. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I and Marv. Marvel. I think Marvel joined at the oh, beginning yeah. of 2019, Ma didn't no, he? No, sorry, you're right. Yeah, Marvel was on this team. Season yeah, two, yeah. You are right, yeah. Marvel was yep. on this team in uh, in October. Right, right. Wasn't Fisher um, on this team as well then? Oh, it was good times. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> I October 2018 compared to December 2018 is pretty much exactly pretty the, same. Much the same. It's just, yeah, it's no, just I, the off-season. Right? I missed yeah. that. I was looking at the wrong yeah. Wikipedia thing. But no, super interesting anyway. But I mean, I, I don't really know where we want to begin with this. Well, I actually, you raise a good point. Because if you look at the former players mm -hmm. on this team, they have made quite an important change. Because... I believe I'm right in now saying that there's no original lunatic high players left le left involved in the Soul Dynasty whatsoever. Mm -hmm. This core uh, of the team that was picked up at the yeah, very no. beginning now has they now have none of them. I mean, Toby was the last one standing. He was the last one. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was the last one standing after Miro disappeared, Zunba disappeared, uh, then Ryuji Hong recently disappeared as well. Bubbly. Bubbly. But I feel like I feel like at this point, Soul Dynasty is like their own thing. Oh, know? I think Bub I mean, Bubbly might have been a coach for them at some point. Right. Yeah, well, you'd yeah, hope they'd be their own thing after you know what feels like about twenty four years after Apex well, ended. So I mean, Lunatic High, you cannot underestimate like how big Lunatic High was in Overwatch esports. Like it was like it's, the I still Korean one of the biggest teams, teams in for the longest time. Yeah. yeah, looking at its history for sure. Yeah, and also, I mean, it coincides with. The NYXL, who I'm repping Jonak right now as well. 
but mm-hmm. he's the last one standing of that team and he wasn't even involved in the old core that yeah. they brought in so like the season three is really fresh beginnings all over the place it really is yeah i when i look at the soul dynasty as a team this year the one thing that i want them to aim for um is not a particular place but it's consistency because I cannot think of a more inconsistent team than Soul Dynasty of last year. Yeah, uh, They were all over the place in the regular season in terms of their, their playoff performances as well. Um, God, just going through their season last year is mind-melting to try and make sense of. Yeah. They started in the NA region before we had like them split, and they pounded both of the Los Angeles teams. Then they pounded the Spark, and then they just went on a loss streak. <laughs> and then they came yeah. back and they pounded lost the dragons Chengdu. again. Yeah, and yeah. then they lost to Chengdu. It's this team was wild at the beginning of the year. I th- I feel like they evened out a bit towards the end, but not not a huge amount. I mean, none of us had expectations for what they were going to do for the uh, the championship run. You know, yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the year, I feel like our expectations weren't that high for them. But they... I, I put them in my top four. I think I even put them in the finals in my bracket. You know, because they're Soul Dynasty. I was the one who was like, it's Soul Dynasty. It's you play were, of yeah. P, yeah, play of profit. <laughs> and it does, you know? that That really does happen. If they get into those kind of situations, like they nearly won the May Melee as well. That mm-hmm. first tournament that was involved in APAC, they they um, had to be reverse swept by Shanghai. That was remains yeah. one of the greatest matches that I've watched. Yeah, but that was actually legit though, because I, I still think that even though that the Soul Dynasty got second in last year's grand final, I think a lot of people will make the argument. It's like, oh, well, it's because Gesture played the Roadhog and it was like a wonky meta. And it's like, it's actually yeah. the same thing that happened in 2018 as well, where you had like the flex support playing like weird Tracer and Roadhog roles and stuff like that. And it's like, you could definitely make the argument now that like when Gesture Prophet has won the championship twice, well, they do it when it's like a weird meta. You know, and they overcome these teams that struggle to adapt. So one could make that argument. But in the main melee, they actually show that they got second place playing a pretty solid composition, right? And so I I still think that people shouldn't overlook Soul Dynasty just because they have success in these weird metas. I think overall, it's still a good organization and a good lineup. And I still have trust in these players, which should probably go over role by role, um, the players and talk about them. Let's talk about the the DPS. I have faith. Let's talk about a DPS line because the okay, DPS profit. line. Good. Yep. You got playoff profit, <laughs> of course. You got Fitz as well, who's one of the most long-standing members that we already talked about, and Savi Olvin, who's another uh, another addition recently. What a weird addition, though. It is a strange addition. I was addition, about to isn't say yeah. because the role that I feel like Savi Olvin would encompass almost gets taken over by both Fitz and Profit in terms of their hero pools, and so a where... little bit. Say again. A little bit, but not entirely. I, I, I think, you know, he can still craft his own kind of role within that team. And especially if he brings out the Tracer, we've seen, you know, Prophet is super capable of playing like flex DPS and stuff. So yeah. it's more so like, and now we have, I mean, I was going to say that you have Fitz and Sabi Olbly playing double hit scan too, but it's like, do you want to bench Prophet? No, you don't, because he can play <laughs> any of those heroes. It's like, I, I, I don't know, I, I love it. It's Sabi Olbly too. I, but, you know, I'm, I'm a stan. I think, so it is. I think you've been. I think you've been sold by nostalgia, Jonathan. I I, been- I, I've always been low-key a soul fan. Not because like I like cheering for the organization, but <laughs> because I just love their assaults, their 
team. I mean, I guess I'm a fan of that team at that point. But I'm just like, <laughs> when you say that you want consistency out of Soul Dynasty, I'm like, no, I don't want consistency out of Soul Dynasty because they're just so fun to follow because it's like, <laughs> oh, and the next week it's like wins and the next one it's like they just get rolled and you're like, what is happening? Gesture's playing a Roadhog and then he's like playing Ryan and just inting and it's like, I love it. It's so entertaining. Like Soul Dynasty... They don't, they're not like entertainment thieves that you branded the Washington Justice when they mm -hmm. like went to that lost streak. It's like so they don't even have to be that good, but they just provide entertainment because it's so fun to follow this team because you never know what you're gonna expect and they're mm -hmm. really good and sometimes really bad when they shouldn't be really bad. And I love it. That's not what you want as a fan, though. I mean, he is no, a fan. That is what I want. Fan, well, I don't know if I, I mean, am a fan then, because I, I just like you just like entertainment, Johnny. You're a fan of entertainment and the yes. green flip what's the, what's of the, the team. I think. Prince in the Skyrim universe <laughs> who just like loves <laughs> chaos. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. I mean, that's what Johnny is. Yeah, but sure. why'd you go towards Skyrim instead of just like Loki or Elder Scrolls? Right, but why didn't you go towards like Nordic mythology <laughs> or anything like that? You're like, hmm, the god of chaos. From Skyrim, <laughs> from uh, from Tamriel. Yeah, from yeah, Tamriel. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about Skyrim recently, but that's a tale for another time. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that at the moment. Well, yeah. Jaws, you said I, that I, you also thought the Sabiobi pick was weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> Profit, I feel like covers all of those roles. Also, SBB didn't. I feel like he just didn't play last year. I just looked at his over.gg page and like yeah. how many games he did actually play. Because in my mind, I'm like. I'm looking at MYXL and I I can't I can never remember. Maybe I just didn't cast those games, but like I felt like I never remember actually calling his name out at any one point. Like maybe he played two games, but he didn't looking play at much. it, he played he played a fair bit in the early weeks. This were home stands, week one, week three, week three, week five, and then it was like week twelve, and then two week twelves and a week thirteen and then fifteen, then it was done. God, I mean, look at Prophet yeah. Tracer. Like, there is and no world in which you feed Sabi Orbi uh, over Exactly. Over and do, do you put SBB in a position where it's like, wow, we're bringing him on for like the fans that are going to now follow SBB no, to the no, team. No, you put him but then, in so Prophet can be better than Fitz in other roles. Sure. Yeah. And that, that, was my, that was my next point. Do you then move Prophet to something else and you put SBB on just a, a one-trick Tracer and then just only have him on Tracer maps? Because at the moment, Tracer is... Is pretty insane, and if you look at the meta and how variable it is currently, even if you look at like the Steel Series tournament that happened recently, um, I, I think you do need a fairly deep DPS hero pool. So SPB, if you look at just the meta on its own, I think it's actually a fairly decent pickup if you want Profit to just not focus on the Tracer pick. Yeah, that's that's the only world in which Sabiolgabi gets fielded though, is if you have something like a an Echo Tracer meta, right? And you yeah. want Profit on the Echo, and then you're like, okay. Let's have Serbi Orbi on the Tracer. My problem with that is, God, in APAC, normally they just do, like, Echo Sombra anyway, and Fitz would end up playing. Because people are going to bring up, oh, well, Serbi Orbi played Sombra. Fitz has been playing the Sombra for this team, and he's been looking better and better and better at it the more he plays. Mm -hmm. So I don't see that as being a role for him either. Like, for me, it's only Tracer, and only when Prophet yeah. has to play something else where Serbi Orbi gets fielded. Yeah, all right. Is there another niche that you can think of, Jonathan? No, I mean, I'd, I'd almost make the case that Fitz might even have the better Ash and even might even have the better Widowmaker. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and you know, Sabi Olby can play McCree, but it's like, do you want Fitz in there to play the McCree or Sabi Olby? I, I think obviously Sabi Olby has more name value and is the bigger star of the two, but you cannot, uh, you know, look over Fitz and what he did last year as well. So I think there, there are two very capable players. 
But for the most part, I would probably only put in Sebi Olby for the Tracer. It, what do you think about the argument that Sebi Olby is going to be useful for them as like a stabilizing figure? Because people have talked a lot about, you know, Sebi Olby is, I don't want to just say people have talked about it, Sebi Olby is, it is a fact that he is a great team leader. He has that personality where he's just very good at being able to help other people on his team stay calm, maintain focus, be like a... A, a good teammate. We've seen that happen over in the course of yeah. the league whenever Sebi Obi's been in multiple times. Whether, do you think he can do that and like stop Soul from oscillating so much from a week-to-week basis, even if he isn't fielded? Like from the bench, can he still do that role? I've heard people theorizing that that is going to be where he gets his most impact. I think that's a bit overrated look at it like that yeah like there's, there's no doubt in my mind that we know that he's a good veteran presence in the team but this feels like to me like a, a pr move almost you know mm. where sabi obi gets let go by mxl he's a free agent and like soul's like well okay i mean we can pick up literally one of the most popular players one of the most popular yeah. korean players yeah uh, and we gain a bunch of goodwill and off the back of that, I don't know. I mean, we've already pointed out, I don't really see him getting played over fits or or, uh, or profit in this team. I just don't think... I, even his tracer, which is his most dominant role you're seeing here, I just can't see him replacing profit in a meta like that. And especially with the kind of... The, 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 the Overwatch League that we live in now, with hero pools being a thing, uh, is... You need a deep hero pool on your DPS players. Because that's the one thing that's always going to be fluctuating. And what we saw last year is that the teams that didn't have that, if they had DPS players that were kind of just almost one-trick ponies in terms of what they could play, they struggled a lot in terms of the hero pools. They struggled a lot with that consistency. And yeah, it's not going to be for the entirety of the season. It's only going to be part for it. But I don't really see a place for him in this team as, a, as it stands. And I think... I don't know. Maybe there's a concept of like a team leader coming into the team, but he's like he, he's probably not going to be on the active roster. So yeah. doesn't that diminish it a little bit? I don't think you can be an effective team leader if you don't play, really. Yeah. Like I, I just think that the majority of that happens inside the server. And I think unless yeah. you're going to be in more of a coaching role, which I don't really think he is going there's to There's only be. so much you can do by standing behind them when they're in the game, you know? Like, you yeah. actually have to be in there to be effective as that I guess, like, leader that everybody's painting him to be. You, you can mediate what happens from a week-to-week basis in terms of, like, I don't know, if, if part of their reason for inconsistency was that they had wildly different ideas on the meta from one week to the next. And he's in the, he's in the scrims and he's saying, all right, guys, just calm it down. Like, we, we know that we're better at this kind of stuff. Let's focus on that for next week. I don't know. Like, all of that kind of stuff is just coaching, really. It's not, it's not, te- it's not I mental. I think I disagree I here. I, okay, so I think you have to make the separation first. That when you say that he's going to be this, like, calming and kind of, like, stabilizing figure, I think you have to define how you define that in the first place, which is like, I don't think he's going to be this, this teammate that is like, he, I, I don't think he has to be that guy who's uh, holding Flower's hand, you know, when Flower got on stage and it was like a really tense match and like he needed to calm down Flower because, you know, so much pressure on him to perform. I don't think he emotionally has to be that comforting figure to like calm it down that way. I could see a role where he's just a fun teammate to play with. 
and maybe you could speak to this jaws as well where it's like if you if you sometimes get into a game where it's like you know you're, you're having trouble figuring out the meta and you're not doing too well and you can't figure out why you're not doing too well just having like a nice teammate that's fun to play with and still like brings that pma energy which i do think that sabiolbi does even if it's not like picture perfect gameplay having someone that's fun to play with gives a bit of a mental reset in the yeah. first place even in also practice, it feels let like you don't feel as bad when you lose right yeah if, and uh, it, i think yeah. if they struggle with fits I'm talking about you you know for, you know <laughs> teams are inevitably going to struggle with fits or not with fits per se but it's like teams are going the season because it's like it's a new meta hey we're trying uh, this comp this comp is not really working and i think that sabiolbi can just be this guy who comes in sometimes gives gives solid performances not like world beater performances but like really good performances and it's just fun to play with and gives a bit of a like mental reset in practice when you need it so i still think he can contribute in that way because he's not like he's washed up you know like he's still really good um we're saying that fit is better but i think he's really good and can bring some of this like pma energy and i think that can actually help you know especially in practice like i would love to play with selby obli i'm like i would look forward to practicing with that guy and maybe it's because you know i haven't been his teammate fan. and maybe because I'm a, I'm a bit of fan you know but like I would look forward to, like, if he came in and I'll be like, hell yeah, I'm playing with Sabi Olby, he's fun mm. to play with. And I think that does make a difference in mindset when you're practicing, like, eight, ten hours a day. Uh, yeah, I, I have, I mean, I've got a bit of a more cynical view where <laughs> it is just, I think... I, I just can't believe you're criticizing Sabi Olby. I'm like not criticizing, I think Sabi Olby is a very good player, but I think it's a shame that he's on a team with Fitz and... Profit because I just can't see him getting playtime alongside these guys. I'm not saying that That's he's fair. washed and he's only being picked up to I don't know make vlog content for Soul. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, that would be sick. But I, sorry, I feel like I'm a, gaslighting you now, Brand. I'm sorry because he's a good player. But I just think that who he's going to be competing with in this team have proven themselves to be playing at a very high level on the heroes that he is comfortable with and that are yeah. his niche. So I feel like this this is a pickup where. I think Soul have looked at this team. They've seen that Sabi Olby is, again, fan favorite, um, can still play the game at a very high level. One of the most popular and famous Korean players that we have in the Overwatch scene. And they're like, okay, let's pick him up. You know, there's a good yep. spot for him on our roster, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. You know, there may be, there may come a time as well. There might be a circumstance in the season over the course of it where one player just can't play for one reason or another. And Sabi Olby is the one who's going to step up in, in that position. I do think it's always good to have that additional player, right? Um, for that exact reason. Season's yeah. long, man. Um, like, Josh is long. Or, well, not actually. No, I've, I don't think this season is going to be as long. But No, this season actually isn't very long at all. But it has yeah. been the case in the past, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna... you, I think you always need that extra one. I'm go rubbing on, my face because the more you guys are talking, the more I feel inclined to go for the hot take. Because what is it? I think Sabi Orby's going to make this team worse. I really think so. And I don't think it's because Sabi Wait, they field bad. him all the time. I think they're going to try and field him regularly. Yeah. You I, think? I, 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 don't, I think they're going to field him profits. regularly in mm. different variations. They're going to throw him oh, in man. and they're going to fail when he's in, I think. Because I, here's the thing. Don't really have that much faith in the soul. Coaching staff? Coaching staff, yes. I think that they've that... been around a while, by the way. Yeah, joined the So the head coach has been around since uh, I believe was that August 2018. Changun has been yeah. around since well, then. Changun's been with Profit and Gesture since the dawn. Of... Oh wait, 
Yeah, I think yeah, Jangun is on season one. Yeah. He was on Lawrence season he one. Yeah. He was on GC Busan right? as well, though, with Hawker. Yeah. Essentially, the, the, the majority of this coaching staff outside of Changun has been with this team for the 2020 season because um, they joined at the tail end of 2019. Yeah. And, and because they made the finals, I feel like, you know, everything came up roses at the end. But that season, I, I feel like... Uh, let's, let me take a tangent just for a moment, though. Yeah. We have no idea what coaches do if they don't speak English. I mean, if they don't speak English and the team doesn't speak English, so, like, reports of their coaching never filter down to us because we only speak English. Well, actually, I'm saying that sure. I only speak English. Jonathan speaks Swedish. He's far more intelligent than <laughs> he speaks Korean. Oh, Joe speaks some Korean as well, actually, yeah. So it's just me and Bren, the little people lad three heads that only speak English. But <laughs> as a general statement, it's much harder to get a grip on what the APAC coaches do. Mm-hmm. Unless they're like IMT or Wizard Hyong, who spoke fluent English as well. But, I, I mean, they're on the APAC because NYXL is in APAC. But the, the overarching point is that even if you accept that we are ignorant of what these coaches do and so more likely to be biased against them, the season itself, just, just based on the actual evidence of what happened last season, screams that the, they just couldn't regulate what was happening in the server at all. They they yes. just it, even if you had like if you had crusty coach a team that had that kind of season you'd say wow what the hell was going on there you know so even if there sure. could be some bias because we don't actually interact with these these coaches and we're more likely to favor Western coaches the season that they had indicated that that was not a good coaching season and I don't think there's ever been a good coaching season since like. I don't know. Whenever I think about Seoul, I just think about the players. It seems to be just based on whether the players can succeed in that meta. It's not based on them adapting really well and, and having a great read on the meta and that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll change in the future, but I do not particularly have faith in the, co- in the Seoul coaching staff to make smart decisions about how the roster is utilized, to, to make smart decisions about um, what compositions they want to run and how to really read in-depth into the metas. I... I I think that they're going to field Sabiobi more than they should this season, and I think it's going to hurt them. And what evidence do I have to base that on? Just last season. Speculation. No, I, I, I think it's I, a fair criticism. And it's been like that historically for Seoul Dynasty. I think they had an, uh, like a good year with KDG. And I was yeah. one of those fans who actually liked them having two different teams, like two different rosters. Remember when yeah. they had like 12 players? Yeah, yeah. I was actually a fan of that, and I like KDG. But it's fair criticism. And you're right, historically, Seoul has been a questionable, coachable team. And it has to do with, like, gesture and profit. And it has to do with Changun. And they're, like, so up and down. But I think that's part of the charm. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I can't. That's you are just the copium again. Have you got a yeah, Seoul Dynasty jersey underneath, Johnny? You're going to whip your jumper off, and it's going to be a Seoul Dynasty jersey. It's going to have Prophet's name there. You know, has Dude, I had name so here. much copium before this recording. It's unreal. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I know, but it's fair criticism. Like, when you say that, like, I don't even think that it's as hot of a take that you think it is. I think... The hot take is me being, I love this team. Because I think a lot of people actually, like, in the community as well, and people who watch, they're, like, sort of disappointed in Seoul Dynasty. It had, like, some of the effects of, like, Houston Outlaws-ish, except the Seoul Dynasty is good in that regard. But it has, like, <laughs> like a questionable energy where you're like, what, what are Seoul going to bring? 
to this weekend's matches. Are we going to see the good soul, the bad soul? No one knows what's going on. Like, there's this doubt and uncertainty, and I think that's fair criticism. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're going to go through the same cycle we do every year, where it's like, soul, we think they're pretty good. And, like, we rank them, like, I don't know, above, you know, above average. Like, I think most people ranked them, like, 9 or 10 last year, which was, like, absurd. Um... I ranked them over Shanghai Dragons, which was absurd. I think most people do that because they have no idea what's going on. Also, that's sure, just exactly. dumb. But it's the same, oh, yeah. the same thing this year. Like, yeah. you look at the other APAC teams and you're like, I don't know where Solanus is going to go there. Hell I, mean, I think we're going to go knows? through the same, yeah. the same wow. cycle. It's like, they're going to have some good performances. They're going to go through a period in like two months where they're like garbage, where they're like shit. And we're like going to question like profit and we're going to question the coaching staff, gesture, why is gesture playing over Marvel? It's the same cycle. And then, you know, inevitably, profit's just going to pop off, come playoffs, it's going to look good. And we're going to be like, oh, screw all these people who don't give profit enough cred, you know? Like, it's, it's the same thing every year. But, it's gonna happen can again. you scroll down? Sorry. Sorry, Kurt, could you scroll down on that? thing a little bit i want to see yeah because this sometimes gives uh, an indication of like how swinging a team is if you look at like shocks they're always like you know a little bit at the top down a little bit up a little bit and stuff and then you look at this you're like okay wow bro like uh, dipping into the trough there the little the chum bucket all the way down to the bottom and then August just bringing it all the way back up to the you know what i mean like this this is sold through and through isn't it i mean yeah, they just get hard owned I throughout the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, then they're just like, oh, oh, profit, it's time to wake up. Here we go, baby. Take, you know, take your medicine. It's time to go. And he snorts a line of G fuel, and then he's off to, he's off to the races, isn't he? And then they end up just popping in playoffs. I, um, I think it's going to be the, the same thing this year. I think the cycle will improve this year. Despite, no. okay, to immediately reverse my hot take from earlier, <laughs> I, I think Sabiobi. But here's the thing. I think Sabiobi might might be a stumbling block for them but i think i mm -hmm. is it think or is it hope it's one of those words but i don't know which i think it's think i think that their their coaches have learned from last year though in terms of the tank dilemma and i'm using a very small sample size to come to this conclusion but in the nexus okay. cup the only preseason games that we've seen since they since they uh, had that up and down season in 2020 they were fielding Marvel on the main tank role a lot. And they were actually not just throwing Marvel in to play Sigma full-time and stuff. With Sigma moving out of the meta, the coaches are going to be forced to wake up and realize that Marvel is a main tank instead of an off tank. They are just going to be slapped in the face with that reality. Which means that Marvel is off that role. They have two you who they can put in there who mm -hmm. look pretty promising. And they can rotate Marvel and Gesture at least any rotation is better than what they were doing last year. Seriously, any rotation is better than what they, they did last year. They were lost last year. They were lost. The Completely they, lost. They were in the source, man. Yeah. It was unreal. They, they only did well when Gesture was able to be like on... It's not just comfort heroes for that guy. It's like comfort styles, I feel, as well. Where you, you want him in roles where he can really be like the focus of the team. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like he thrives in the metas where... He's more of like a disruption main tank mm -hmm. or, or, or has to play Reinhardt or something like that. Although the Reinhardt actually did improve last year. But Marvel is no longer going to be permanently the off tank. And that opens him up to being rotated with gesture. And I think simply the fact that that's available will mean that the coaches naturally do it. I mean, just by, even if you have no faith in the coaching staff, just by naturally 
natural selection, trying stuff out, seeing what works, you're going to come to the conclusion that sometimes you're going to field Marvel instead of Gesture with Tuyu, and it's going to be a positive thing for the team. I, I think that not living or dying by Gesture is going to solve some of the cycle of misery or cycle of uncertainty for the Soul Dynasty I mean, next year. One way to solve consistency problems, running a consistent core. Yeah, but the consistent core of Gesture and then Marvel off-tank was not well, consistent. Because that's, that's just, it's bonkers. Yeah, I mean, what it is. is bonkers, yeah. It's like the, the, I don't know, they took a thought experiment too far. Yeah, but I think this year, they can't do that anymore. Okay. Like, they actually can't, because Marvel can't just play full-time Sigma. And Let's... there's no way they believe that Marvel's overall off-tanks are better than 2U's. I just don't, I just can't believe that they would have that opinion. No. To so, look so I think the tank line should be better in 2021. To look closer at the tank line, though, because we, we kind of discussed the, the DPS line of this team. Marvel, I think, one of his strongest points was always he was just very good, very serviceable on the main tank role um, when he was playing the main tank role predominantly for them. And Gesture coming in, I think sometimes, you know, we, we can be a bit like... Um, magpies looking for the shiny objects you know gesture he's very shiny player very flashy player yeah, yeah and we can be distracted a little bit by gesture as a player but for me i'm i'm more excited if they do end up sticking with marvel a little bit more and gesture i think here's the thing i mean we talk up gestures winston talk up his ryan i mean there's i feel like i would rather have marvel on some of those roles now I'm a, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to tiptoe around this point, but what I'm trying to say is I think Gesture might be a little bit washed. Uh, he's not washed, I don't There's think. No way. No, I don't language, think he's washed. I think, he just, I think he just has some metas that he really understands, okay. and he pounds. And if he doesn't... He's very specific. He's very niche. Yeah. Is that what he's trying to say? He, he's so like I, a good Moomer. Okay. Do you remember when you could... <laughs> Do you remember when you could get Moomer in the right meta and he would just roll a game? Like a flanking Winston meta. Yeah, the yeah, flanking Winston sure. meta, and he would just yeah, dominate. Yeah. And if it wasn't that, Moomer was just was yeah, just and AFK. I, but that's what I mean by washed. It's because to be a, main, a modern main tank in this era of the Overwatch League... A model major general. You need to be adaptable. You need to be able to play a multitude of styles on that main tank position. And this is what we're finding these days of a lot of these old main tank players is that they've learn to play a play style. They've learned to play a hero in a style. And they attribute that style to every time they lock in that hero. When sometimes it requires a completely different approach, depending on what is meta around it. And it's, it's that, that flexibility is what I'm after. Whereas, yeah, okay, you can play Winston, but can you play Winston in this particular style, in this meta, in that meta? Uh, and that's what I think is missing from a lot of these old guard tank players. But I... Uh, washed is a strong word with negative connotations because I know Gesture's a good, a good player. It doesn't have any positive connotations. It has no good. Yeah, yeah it has no positive connotations. <laughs> Maybe that I like you are clean. clean. I even like player a lot as a as a friend. You know, when we're going, <laughs> we're, whenever we do meet each other in 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 humanity every now and then. When you're uh, uh, going to his flower shop. Yeah, when when he, you know, he's, when I'm making up flower shop narratives and whatnot. But I do think that if they stick with Marvel. That is going to be one of the major keys to successful Soul Dynasty this year. I, Bren, you make it so difficult. I, because I, 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 well, I feel agree like I've with just you, but I also disagree you with directly you. as well, Johnny. You have. <laughs> you have. By, by shit talking old guard main tank players. 
No, because oh, I agree oh. with you to some extent. Sorry, Joss. I just feel so passionately about this. There's, there will be more team previews. Don't you worry. You will get your <laughs> airtime. <laughs> no, that's fine. You carry on. It's fun hearing Bren smack talk people, honestly, with no basis. <laughs> because I, mean, I agree with you, Bren. I still remember. I started, I started like... Uh, I put a smile on when you were going uh, doing that monologue because I remember back to when Fisher <laughs> actually left the Soul Dynasty in yeah. season two, and I was producing at the time. And I think like the first week after Fisher left the team, and he like leaked two to two or something. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, and then I I actually got my first chance. I think at producing half times that week. And Soul Dynasty were playing, and they were playing Marvel at the main tank. And I don't think Marvel had seen a ton of play at main tank before then. Um, and I just loved Marvel. So I, we're trying to figure out this halftime show, and I'm kind of like telling you guys what I want to show. And I'm like, hey, Marvel's really good. We should talk a lot about Marvel. Because I actually really liked his main tank play. And so when he got swapped over to this Sigma, I was like, okay, that's cool, but... You know, I, I like Marvel main tank. And then we just went through this entire rabbit hole where like Marvel's yeah. an off-tank player now. But here's the thing. I actually think they'll play Marvel a little bit at off-tank because oh, I no. actually like 2U as well. I like 2U as well. And I think he'll probably play Diva and Saria. But if he has to play Sigma, I do think that Soul might sub in Marvel again at Sigma because they'll just be comfortable. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, Marvel, you go play the Sigma character. And I don't know, Gesture can play Rodog or uh, Orisa or, you know, whatever. And I, I genuinely think that the Soul coaching staff will do that. But also when it comes to Gesture, Bren, I, I think y y you need to be reminded that in stage one last year, when they had that good run in the main melee, Gesture actually looked really good on the Winston for some periods of time. Like, his Winston was really on point. But mm -hmm. I agree with you in that sometimes Gesture has this thing where it's like, he doesn't have the best ability usage. And like, if he were to go up against a Shock playing like a solid ma matchup, he'd just be dominated by like, Choi Obin and Super and Smurf and like, how good they are. Because like, he, he can't beat them in that traditional style. Gesture beats teams by being Gesture. Mm -hmm. Like, going beyond that. I don't know, it's, I, I sound like a madman. When I say no, this I, to myself, I, no, I, I don't know. Do you understand it, what I'm saying? I yeah. think like it's really unique in that regard. Yeah. I think it's really something that the fans don't get is that people can be good at one style of Winston. Like if you want to give an example, like a really simplified example, you could be good at the dive style of Winston where you go mega aggressive with like, remember that comp the Philly Fusion were playing in the playoffs where it was, you know, like oh. the, the Winston, the Diva, the Trace of the Sombra, and you just you just go you're just going in that is a such a different style of winston to a, a pokey double bubble style of winston where you're having to play for your life and always play around the bubbles and try and generate your your primal rage and it's only when you have nano and primal when you can go hard engage like that the the thought processes are so different for the two and there's a multitude of other styles as well where you could be playing uh, winston or a bunch of different characters too mm -hmm. and some people are good at some of them and not good at others. And the community only thinks about things in terms of heroes. He is good at Winston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of like just the heroes instead of the, it's not even based on the comp. It's based on the style of what the comp does a lot of the time. And I think Jester is one of those players. When I think about Jester, I think about a guy who is just elite at certain styles of the game. It's not just certain styles of Winston, it's certain styles of the game overall, but he just, he just doesn't get some other stuff. He just doesn't get it. He still tries to play like he does in the other styles, and he just ends up wasting his abilities, overreaching himself, and getting punished. And yeah, he 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 doesn't have that 
conservative mindset of being able to maximize his maximize his life and like play for value over time as much as other people do um and it, it puts him at a disadvantage in some metas where i think marvel is going to be a better shot for them mm-hmm. but i do think they're going to re- do that what do you reckon jules yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's just like a greedy playstyle, right? It's like almost a solo queue playstyle where it's like, okay, I always go ham and just hope everybody backs me up, but my like mechanical skill is just going to outplay anybody in their backline. And then I, I that that's how I generate value. Like, other than, like you said, rather than like uh, the double bubble where you're like constantly poking and hopefully like getting in there a little bit, helping your Zaya build up charge and then backing off and maximizing your lifetime, right? And you can't play that in... You can't play that high progressive Winston because it puts strain on your supports in certain matters, which yeah. require you to basically protect your supports at all costs and then wait for Nano to to kind of go in. And yeah, I I uh, Bren's point honestly. I, I think maybe Soul end up turning it around this season and show they have more than kind of one flavor of main tank. I don't know. It's it's fairly it's fairly interesting, and especially looking at the meta now, where we're maybe seeing double shield come back with things like the Genji, especially in the APAC mm-hmm. region, where basically every alt has like ridiculously high value, and that's why they're kind of played like the blade and uh, nano blade, for example, flux, obviously bongo as well, which is a crazy um, crazy tool to use, which you can generate so quickly in those kind of comps because of the damage boosts. Um, you're going to need to be able to show that kind of flexibility because if you don't, you're just going to crash and burn, like Soul kind of have done at the start of multiple seasons, it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a support line because it's the last piece that we, we need to discuss with the overarching team. Yeah. You've Do got we have creative two? and animal. <laughs> why, why don't you want to? I feel like. No, it just, it just turns down my hype for the team. It just diminishes, <laughs> it is, diminishes it is what I like about the team. I'm not going to say lackluster. That's not the word I'm going to use to describe, but moderate is the word I would use to describe this support line. Because they had, they had Slime. They got rid of Slime. They didn't play Slime. They didn't play Slime either. They basically ever. Um, but, but they had him as an option. And now they've got Animo as a, as a player. And every time I've watched Animo play, I've always just thought, okay, serviceable. You know, I've never thought... Yeah. Amazing. He doesn't do anything. He's yeah, because he just plays his role. He just plays his role. And when you're playing your role on main support, it's very hard to see if, if you're you having, exist. It, yeah, yeah. It's, you it's just exist on main support. It's like sick. If you got a bad support player on your team and ranked, hey, bro, you want to hit that Lucio? We'll tell you when to press E, bro. It's all good. Mate. I'm gonna. But he doesn't. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, he doesn't press E on speed though. He presses E on healing. Like Animal was consistently. The, like peaked at healing per 10 among all Lucios because <laughs> sure. I remember I, I, I you know don't 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 give any I, I'm, I'm giving slander to Captain Planet here and he's not going to be happy because I'm going to misquote him and I'm sorry in advance Ben <laughs> but he brought up stats and there were something like animals just like this huge outlier in Lucios because all he does is heal like just he just sits bot. back and heal like he doesn't like yeah. go in and he doesn't do like idk and just like goes in and just like gets frags you were talking about toby he's like oh boops for the boop god you know that famous line like animo is nothing like that so i'm kind of concerned that he's not gonna mesh with you know what soul dynasty is about all right here's the word i would use to describe animo and creative as a backline is underrated actually Mm. because I think almost everybody has this same opinion where they think they're just, it's a weak backline. I never said weak, I said moderate. Okay, moderate. I'm well, do you mean this. league average? Because I don't think, mo- I think most people would consider them I, I say below, league average. But, 
Okay, all right, fair enough then. If the well, may, maybe they're not underrated. If the if the idea is that they're league well, average, I don't but, speak for the people. But, no, you don't speak they, for the people. I the people speak much, for sometimes I sometimes I'm way off. Speak against the people. people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but is it? I think that Animo Animo is a bit of a weird uh, character to talk about for next season. He's a little bit like Mano, where they've only ever played inside the very very strictly one-dimensional system of the NYXL mm -hmm. where you pocket Jonak at all costs. And that doesn't... that I mean, you are playing a conservative, reactive style where you are waiting for your opponent to do something and you are trying to outlast it and then you are going to do, like, your counterpunch. And that isn't how Soul play whatsoever. So I don't know whether it... Whether or not... It, Animo can work comes down to whether or not he can adapt his style to this team. But I also think that Toby wasn't a ridiculous character. Toby wasn't, a, a, in his most recent years, when he first joined the league, or, or even before the league, when he played for Luna Takai, he was one of the most aggressive Lucios. He was one of the first people to really figure out how to get value out of the role by being aggressive. That, I mean, he ended up getting eclipsed massively by other people who were way more aggressive than him. Toby was mainly known at the end of his career, I feel, for like the value he was getting on, Lucy, uh, on Mercy more than mm -hmm. anything else. You, you compare that to Animo. Animo's Mercy is really good. An Animo's Lucio, I think, can be at the same level as Toby's can, where Toby wasn't getting huge value. Toby wasn't an enormous name like a, like a Legia Gone or a Moth or a Funny Astro or something like that or an FD God who's going around you know, creating plays all over the place. And their team as well, they seem to, generally speaking, be structured around having very supportive supports for the DPS and the tank line anyway. It's, it's, your, your job as a soul support is, most of the time, to make sure that the DPS and the, and the tanks are doing their job rather than having the freedom to go and make your own plays. I, I think this should be a, a very serviceable backline for how soul wants them to play. I don't think, I don't think you need more out of your team when you have the, the potential for an elite level tank line and DPS line. I say potential because sometimes this tank line will not be elite, but in their best moments, <laughs> the tank line and the DPS line for this team is going to be world class. And I think Toby and Creative were very supportive in the ways that they played. And yeah. I think Creative had some great moments towards the end of the season when he started getting played more. Do I wish they'd made more use of Slime? Yeah, absolutely, because Slime's phenomenal but i think animal works there's definitely a, there's definitely a way that you can play support like super it's like uh it's like jonek right where it's like always always going for the headshots like taking aggressive angles kind of thing because he knows he can kind of carry there's definitely two ways you can play a support in like super um super defensive and supportive of the rest of your team or you can just go out there like astro and just start bunny hopping on Farah's heads as they're ulting you know trying to kill them and like obviously we're not going to see that with this with this lineup but i agree in the in the sense that it's probably good for the dynasty backline to play super supportive and make sure the other teams are doing their job just just the facilitators of the dynasty in the back just making sure you keep yourselves alive and not going for anything too wacky yeah, that's how yeah. I feel. I 100% anyway. agree. I feel like, and I don't mean this in like gameplay wise, like skill, but I think they're going to miss a little bit of what Toby brought to this team. Just like presence, shot calling, play style. I, I think I understand what you're saying with like facilitating the rest of the team. 
uh, I'm just concerned that it breeds this kind of like slower play style. I think when you have the likes of Profit, Fitz, Gesture, you don't, you, you want at some point like press the gas pedal and be like, hey, how far can we push it, you know, and be a bit more, yeah, be a bit more, you know, they're never going to play like try shot. some different stuff. I, I don't want them to sit back too much. And I guess I'm scared that this backline will be too conservative in that regard. Because even with Toby, like, you'd get some wacky stuff here now. And, you know, to his criticism. But also, I think it brought a lot of um, exploration in playstyle and compositions. And, like, it, it, it pressured your limits. So, um, For sure. I, I, think, I think, you know, they're serviceable. They will do well. But I am going to miss a little bit of Toby or Bedosin to just kind of like just be wonky, mess around and do, you know, sometimes throw games. But I think that that's for the betterment of the team sometimes in the long run. I'd also like to hop on that point as well with Bedosin and talking about the shot calling. Bedosin's previously, I don't know whether he still was towards the, the whole of last year, but within the London Spitfire team, he was the primary shot caller for them. And then gesture was secondary. And one of our, big worries i remember when we were doing these exact same episodes for last year one of our big worries for soul was that they had taken that core that is so unreliable in terms of being like their their shot calling and their their like strategic play and they just ported it pretty much wholesale the entire calling structure into the soul dynasty and i think they're weaning themselves off that like I think, I think the introduction of creative more and more towards the end of the year was them weaning themselves off Bedosin's shot calling and that kind of thing. If I had to, you know, make an educated guess, because we don't we don't know for sure who was still doing calling towards the end of that. But I think that that's that's another positive move for their consistency next year is that they're playing with an extremely consistent backline, and the shot calling necessarily has to transition away from Bedosin and Gesture because Gesture's not going to get fielded every day, and Bedosin's not on the team anymore. So I think that's I think that is another positive move for them. Where all right, you might say you miss the skill a little bit of Bedosin, but creative's great, and I think this is a better move for them in terms of like the the, the team dynamic, the calling structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where are we feeling on our weird transient scale? Your so ranking dynasty. system is so ass, Bren. I'm sorry, but I... <laughs> but that's that's the point. It's supposed to be ass. It's supposed to be indecipherable. Is this our first time doing an APAC team? We did Guangzhou. Oh, we did Guangzhou. Oh, oh, right, right. I find it hard to use your rating scale for the APAC teams because I, mean, I well, the viewers don't understand it. Could you give with. me a TLDR of what ba it is? Basically, you haven't watched any of our episodes? I don't watch the team previews. <laughs> okay. Mm. Right. Okay, then. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Well, if what can I say? I mean... If Jaws oh. gets any of the details wrong when he comes in casting next year and he's like, uh, he comes in oh, and he's like... Oh, any of the details? Sorry, is this gospel? Are you writing the script for the Overwatch are, League and how yeah, it's going to happen are. now? Is yeah. that what you're saying, Josh? These Hang on a second. Leaks, leaks, Overwatch TMZ. I've caught him red-handed. <laughs> These are the narratives. That we're No, basically the ranking system goes... I think we do, like, basically from... You can make it up however you want. You can do like one, two, three, four. You can do like... Uh, no, don't do one, two, three, four. No, actually. we've been using we're A, doing, B, C, and we're D. We're doing like S tier, A tier. No one's B, used like A. No one's used S tier. No one's used S tier yet, but we haven't got to an S tier team. Ah. So. But basically, it's like a lettered ranking. You can go plus, you can go minus. It's like... It's, it's like fighting games. It's supposed to be S ambiguous. Plus, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, you know, sure. You know how, you know how uh, everyone who watched and Reddit loved how we ranked teams last year? 
We just kind of took that away and just like decided well, because... to rank teams, but in an ambiguous way. So no oh, one understands it. I'm just, that, dude, I'm, what an we're, idea. We're teasing. We're teasing. We're going to get to that. We're going to do the proper rankings and it'll be a big huzzah. Mm. And then nobody's going to care because we've strung them along so <laughs> Exactly. So exactly. exactly. Uh, we're doing that the ranking video has approach. to be like two hours long. Like if it's not two hours long, I'll yeah. be disappointed. Yeah. It is actually, I mean, it's going to be at least two hours long because we have so much Maybe to longer. sort out. I... I feel like the APAC region is so up in the air. Mm -hmm. The problem with ranking the APAC teams is that the competitiveness of the region should be so close that the difference between being top two in APAC and bottom two in APAC mm -hmm. might genuinely, well, maybe not bottom two, but bottom three might, might just be a couple of games. Yeah, especially with less games in the season. Yeah, yeah. and... If they all take games off each other and there's no free wins, uh -huh. the APAC teams should be rated lower than the than the American teams, even if they're better. When they're placed into what the overall yeah, standings. like if you yeah, when they're placed in the overall standings, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you're in a really competitive region, you're not going to get as many free wins as you would if you're playing against you know sure. the the teams that you would. I mean, they do have valiant. In in they do have valiant, yeah, which should be. But there isn't another team in APAC that's free wins for, for any team, I don't think. Sure. There's sure, like a lot sure. of competition there. There is the risk. So always, I find it really hard to rate them. There's a risk that some APAC teams that have made drastic changes might utterly fail yes. in their experimentation. True, true. Um, which is always a problem. But yeah. There's not I, enough teams to rate, really. I'll, is I'll, there? I'll, I'll fucking start. I mean, we're tiptoeing around this. Yeah. I'll bust out a B- minus for the Soul Dynasty, I think, coming into APAC. I think that... Firmly sets them in my mind that I, I'm expecting them to at least be above the middle of the pack because I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to be solving the biggest issue I had with them, which is their consistency with a lot of these uh, seemingly theoretical changes. I mean, they've still got... Uh, it could still go wrong. But I think I'm, I'm hoping that they would have learned from their mistakes coming into this year. And I think they've got a bunch of punching power when it comes to like their DPS line and their tank line as well in terms of the players that you want to be playmaking for them. And I, I, I mean, I'll stand by my earlier point that I think the support line is, is kind of just moderate. I agree with your point. Like creative, he was really heating up towards the end of the season. Yeah. Animo has always just, you know, performed his role very well within New York Excelsior. It's hard to criticize him. It's hard to really see overwhelming impact that he's having because he doesn't really play a high-progressive play style. But this team put together could be performing above the middle of the pack. But I put the minus there just in case as a caveat because you never know with Soul. You never know with this team. They can be fluctuating all over the yeah. place. So that's where the minus comes from for me. I'm going to... I'm going to... I think I'm pretty high on Soul next season, maybe compared to the average as well. I feel, I feel much better about their tank line and how they're going to change that around. I feel good about the VAC line and the changes that's going to make for their consistency. And even though I, I can see them running into problems if they try and field save Yobi often, I think most of the time it's just easy. You just feel fits and profit. So I'm going to give them a B plus here. I was thinking about putting them into the A tier with like an A minus, but I think, I think it makes more sense for me to say B plus because I think that they probably will have some issues like grabbing all of the possible wins in APAC just because it's a really competitive scene. But the plus is like, I think they're going to be somewhere around like 5 to 10. And then they have the chance of, in tournaments, doing a lot better. Like if, if they can win tournaments and get more league points, which is how the league standings are built this year, hmm. 
they should be in a prime position to actually overtake other APAC teams. They could go, they could go even the entire year long. But if they peak in the win in, in the tournaments and they actually make a finals, maybe win a tournament as well, they're gonna get more free wins, free league points, and they're gonna overtake their uh, their rivals in APAC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in the B plus because I feel like they're they're a they're a good team and they could achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. Jaws. Jaws. Ah, <laughs> uh, couple of throwaway rankings, huh? The classic B, which is well, I mean that's that sounds like a bit of a seven, you know, where you go with seven because you're not sure either way. I mean, I'd probably go with right. an A, maybe maybe an A plus, maybe we'll an see because there's an S, there's an S, isn't there? An S minus S and yeah, uh, S is an S plus. Creme de la creme. Yeah, that's creme de la creme. I'm putting them under creme de la creme, bro. I think with this. You know, I want to make a bit of an out there prediction, maybe a bit of a hot take. I'm going to go with I'm going to a solid A for okay. uh, for Sol just on their DPS plus plus playoffs profit every single time in the tournament. Maybe the probably comes not. From? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, just going on the fact that I think this meta is going to be, or like at least the start of the season's meta, because it will change, of course. Just because it is so varied, I think. Yeah, they're going to be able to do well because you can almost play your own style, is, which is what a lot of players from the teams from the Steel Series uh, Invitational Tournament said. I was speaking to a lot of them and they were saying, mm -hmm. yeah, it's actually, you can almost just play your own style right now and get away with it because there's lots of different things people are running and can run. So if you just kind of play your own game, it's, uh, it can work out a little bit better for you some of the time if some of the, uh, if like the standard hardcore meta comps, which don't super exist, are obviously <laughs> map dependent. Right now, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it an A just because Soul can potentially just continue to play their own game in their own style of uh, Overwatch. All right, what are you giving were you me? Were you guys Soul considering the S, Josh and Brent? Were you guys considering S existed? Is that part of the rankings? I didn't consider S in any yeah, of the previous. I, I, I thought you said S. I, I haven't been thinking about it, it but it also doesn't really I thought matter a plus because was this the is max. just this is just giving the people like a general grade of like our first impressions, and then when we actually do the power rankings. Then you'll have a concrete placement we're of where we the put these teams. Yeah, this, it, the entire put, we're, we're thinking too much about this ranking system. It's supposed to be ambiguous. It's supposed to be shit. It's supposed to get people <laughs> excited for the future. It's having the opposite effect at the moment, yeah, but only because we keep talking about in there, it. Bro. Go away or something. Yeah, but he said he's. I didn't know that S was part of the ranking. So when he said A plus, <laughs> I thought he was saying like, "Oh, this is the best Overwatch of all time." You know, I was like, oh, "A plus is as far man. as it goes." He's like, "This is better than Shanghai and Shock," and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. No. Okay, well, if S is part of it, then I was I was going to say B, but if S is part of it, you know, then I probably have to go like B plus. Then. Um, I mean, the, 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 here's the thing: I actually think <laughs> I I actually think that um think less about the ranking and more of a way to just summarize your feelings about the team. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm about to summarize my feelings. Didn't about he just spend half an hour just uh, kissing the cheek of the Soul Dynasty logo? <laughs> yeah, but like, it's still, if you look at this, I think there's a few bumps in the road that I don't think you can overlook, okay? So I think, inevitably, I don't think they're going to be as consistent as Sideshow things, you know, or they're going to be so consistent that they're going to lose some of these matches they wouldn't have won last year. That's yeah, one way to look at that's it. That's a fair point. I think, 
there's going to be a few bumps in this season when they'll be wishing that they had a second flex player. And I know they didn't get too much out of Illicit, you know, the last couple of seasons, but there's going to be some point in the season where it's like, we'll see Sebi all be on Torbjorn and be like, okay, buddy, oh, like, yeah. what, what's happening here? Like, okay, Prophet is like playing Echo or something, and then Fitz is like going to play Symmetra, and we're like, ooh, put the seatbelt on, kids, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I think there's, there will be a few bumps in the road. I still think this is a good team. But I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B plus. You know, I don't I don't absolutely I don't I don't love the roster. You know, this might be my least favorite sole roster the past three seasons or four seasons. Really? But um I yeah, but I mean that that's you know that's that's living up to it, you know? Like season one, it's the Lunatic High Core. Season two, got like tons of fun new rendition. players. You had Fisher in there as well with like some of the core from Lunatic High. You had last year, where you had like Slime, Bedotion, you had like... I actually kind of liked Illicit when you saw him on Genji like once every season, and then he like, you never saw him again. Um, Prophet, of course. Uh, Mitchell was in there like playing some Summer Diva. Like, they were great, fantastic rosters. I'm not saying that this one will be worse performance-wise, but like as a... I'm not a fan. Like, what's a synonym for fan? I'm not a fan, but as someone who enjoys this team, <laughs> I'm not You're sure if I'll enjoy this particular <laughs> roster as much as I like the previous versions of it. Um, That's wild. I think this is their best roster. I think that they should be the most consistent they've ever been. I don't I think, think he's saying best, though. I think no, he's I'm not just talking about like gameplay. I'm talking about like likability or yeah. entertainment. Oh. You know? I um, Okay. I'm going to say B+, but I think there's going to be a few bumps in the road. Um, and I just hope that the Profit and Gesture um, injects me with some of the nostalgia boomer shit. All right. How, what, what placement do you need to be to make it to the um, stage playoffs in APAC? I think, top top four. To, top four. I think they top should four, be... Top four, play for two spots, I think it is. I think they should be aiming to get in and to the finals most tournaments. Yeah. Is that, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they should make the finals every tournament, but they should, that should be their goal is minimum we make it and maximum, well, I suppose maximum we win we it. Win. But like, it <laughs> yeah. would be great for them to be able to make multiple finals. I think this team is capable of that. Okay. Well, Agreed. Thanks for watching the Soul Dynasty team preview. It's, uh, you know, we had some shaky moments during this episode, you know, <laughs> a lot of disagreements. Almost came blow to blow. At times. Did we? If Jaws was here in person, I would. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for watching, everybody. We'll have another team preview out soon. Um, Saturday, in fact, because they come out on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Come out on a very regular, twice a week, actually. So you can look forward to that one. Set your calendars. Okay, Google, set a, set a calendar notice for <laughs> um, uh, team preview on uh, Saturday. 9 a.m. Wake me up. Hopefully I set off all your phones. Anyway, thanks for watching. Good night. <laughs>